Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right, welcome to another episode of Fixing Your Kanban. Todd, that's kind of tough to say. It's like fixing your scrum, fixing your Kanban. Uh, but no, fixing your <laughs> Kanban. And how do I know it's fixing your Kanban? Because we have Dan Vicanti standing right over there. Dan, how are you doing, sir? He's right like there. right, right there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Comments go below. Right. So leave your comments below, but Dan's over there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> comments on how, how Ryan spelled official in the last. <laughs> hey, you promised not to tell. <laughs> All right. So the second episode of, of fixing your Kanban, Dan, there's a question that, um, you know, Todd and I have chatted about this a little bit. We've read a lot of the literature, but I'm not sure we know the actual story. Um, how did how did Kanban get here in North America? Like, how did what's the origin of it? Because I think that's I don't think anyone actually knows the the behind the scenes. I mean, with with Scrum, it's easy. You know, there was the new new product development game paper in Harvard Harvard Business Review back in 1986, and then Ken and Jeff saw that and they presented at Oopsla, and the rest is history, right? But right. with Kanban, it's a little more you know yeah. it's a more mysterious than that. Like, and, what and is I the think actual? The yeah, last ep the last episode you said thirteen years, and to be honest with you, that piqued my interest as well. Yeah. Right? Is well, that is that? Yeah, and I was doing the math. It's it's probably it's more like fourteen years. It's close to fourteen, maybe even you know fourteen-ish years. Um, and so just just to be clear, we're we're talking about knowledge as applied, or sorry, kanban as applied to knowledge work, right? We're not talking about kanban manufacturing. Oh, everybody probably knows that story. You know that that's been around for decades if if not honestly more more like centuries right um i think that's a really but, good differentiation Con yeah, yeah. kanban as it applies applies to knowledge work correct yeah okay. um so the 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 practice i'll just start off with a shameless plug there's um there's a, a talk that i've done that goes into much much more detail i know we only have a few minutes here but there's a talk that i've done that goes in so much more detail about this it's called the secret history of kanban and why it matters so if, if you just Google that, I don't know, if Ryan, if we can put up a banner about that, the, the secret history of Kanban and why it matters. 
uh, is the talk I've done. That was based on on an earlier talk that was given by uh, a gentleman by the name of Darren Davis. Now, mm -hmm. most of you have probably never even heard the name Darren Davis, but Dar Darren was the one who actually led the very absolute very very first. Kanban team, what, what came to be known as Kanban. When he was doing it, they didn't call it Kanban at the time. But uh, he, did, he did a blog post and a presentation, and then I, I took it and did my, um, my, my take on it. So um, so that, that's maybe where we start is it's a, a company called Corbis in Seattle, C-O-R-B-I-S. Um, and there was, a, there was a team there doing, doing sustainment work, you know, ma maintenance and brake fixes and, and things like that. And uh, the process they were using wasn't working. So they went and investigated um, other other methodologies, other approaches. Those didn't work. Um, they got a process dictated to them by, by someone, which if you want to watch the video, you can find out all that detail. That didn't work. So they just essentially had to go invent all this stuff on their own. Uh, for the most part, they invented it on them, you know, um, collaboratively, but got together and as a team decided what they wanted to do. Um, and then I came in shortly after that, and we took everything that they were doing in the sustainment area and, and scaled it to the rest of the engineering organization. And so all of their product development and project development um, was using Kanban. You know, so in, how, how about I leave it there and, and maybe both of you ask, question, ask me questions about that yeah, to go into a little bit more detail. Well, what I'm interested in is, uh, so Corbis is where it started. Where did it go from there, right? Because obviously it, it went outside of Corpus. How, how did that happen? Um, were, were you were you the one, lead, were there other people who was involved in kind of taking that and bringing it into other organizations? Yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, there, there were these pockets of, of interest that were, that were popping up kind of, you know, kind of all over the place. It was, it was kind of, you know, kind of organic growth, you know, I would think, you know, if you will, that, that a lot of people um, had been, because I mean, if 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 we can say, I don't know if we can say this, you know, because that was remember that was in the fairly early days of the exponential growth of Scrum adoption. You know, if we talk, you know, back mid mid two thousands or whatever, and um, you know, Scrum. I, I know you guys know this better than I do. I, I would say maybe Scrum wasn't as mature back then, obviously as it is now. And so a lot of people doing a lot of bad scrum back then, as a lot of people are still doing bad scrum right now. Uh, but we're but we're looking looking for something else, um, and this this was kind of that that alternative. And so it was a, an international community just kind of quickly grew out of this hmm. this Kanban thing because there were a bunch of people, you know, looking for something different. So we had you know people like you know Carl Scotland in in the UK and Yuval Yeret in in Israel and just. Um, you know, Klaus Leopold in Germany. I mean, there's, I mean, it was just, just kind of, kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to compare it to COVID, <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe I shouldn't or whatever, but yeah, this, it just, it just, it just kind of, kind of well, grew from there. I mean, it, it, it's, it's interesting to hear that it, how emergent this was. So it, it's not like this, this codified set of of thou shalt do practices. I mean, if you read Klaus Leopold's book on Kanban, it looks a little bit different than what Dan will say about Kanban. It looks a little bit different than what Yuval will say about Kanban. And, but at the core, and, and what I like about this, and I was kind of running this across the bottom, at the core is really that Kanban guide, mm -hmm. right? At the core are these practices that others have then used emergence and empiricism and whatever other observational sciences to then add or remove practices as needed. Uh, based on their complex kind of situation, right? And so, I mean, that's 
it's really neat to see. And it's neat to hear that it was really in the beginning, it was all about the emergence of, of practices as well. It wasn't someone sitting in a room saying, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And it's going to be all this academic type of activity. It was really through work being done through observation and then trying to amplify uh, the learnings of that. And it, I mean, that, that's a really cool origin story there, Dan. Absolutely. And, and that, I mean, it, it should be pointed out that that at the beginning, it was somebody in the room saying you are going to do this and you are going to do that. And and as you'll see in the video, that didn't work. That simply didn't work. So, somebody directing that traffic, it it just didn't work. Now, I guess in, in some ways it, it worked in that it, it quickly taught the team what not to do. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe some credit should be given there. Um, but yeah, that 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 that, you know, having somebody from outside saying you are going to do this you know, just, just for the, for the most part didn't work. Um, and, and to the point about, yes, you know, maybe Klaus talks about it differently and you've all talked about it differently. And I talk about it differently and everybody really kind of talks about it. some things we, we always agree on, you know I mean? Like in general, it's better to visualize your work than to not visualize your work. Yeah. In, in general, it's better to control your work in progress than to not control your work in progress. Right. I mean, there's just these kind of more well, universal truths, you know? And, yeah. and what I think is is fascinating about what's been set up at, at ProKanban.org is that that Kanban guide is kind of the unifying glue between the different viewpoints. I don't think there's any disagreement between the major practitioners on the planet around the core things expressed in that guide, which is why it's such an, it is the starting point if you really want to, to begin bringing Kanban practices into your organization. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's I think it's awesome to have that unifying thing too because in with Scrum we have that in the Scrum guide, right? Um, and there's all kinds of different practices and things that you can add. You know, we we're talking about this a little bit in the last video, right? Um, uh, the same is to be said with Kanban, right? You, you uh, the the Kanban guide though is really as you said, Dan, the essence of what you need for Kanban. Now, mm -hmm. given the context of your situation, you can add things to amplify that. Right, uh, but it's 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 really the the, the basic getting started kit uh, that that what you need uh, to succeed. You add what you need. You add what you need to amplify it. Right, which yep. is awesome. Yep. So I mean, yeah, this this video should just serve as an invitation, to everyone out there. If you if maybe you thought you knew what Kanban was, or maybe you tried it before and didn't like it, or whatever, maybe maybe this is your opportunity to to revisit and and kind of see. As both Ryan and Todd talk about where where Kanban has come from, where where it is now, and and how you might be more successful at fixing your Kanban. Yeah, there you go. Especially with Ryan having spelled official right this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we're going to head over to the end screen and take Todd out of the picture. Um, so Agile for Humans is a proud partner of ProKanban.org, and we, uh, of course, partner with Dan Vicanti quite a bit on courses and content creation and other things. And so we are, are super proud to, to be able to have these discussions and work with them on, on bringing the Kanban ideas forward. Um, let us know in the comments what you think. What did you think the origin of Kanban was? What do you think about the ideas of, of how Kanban emerged after these academic-type activities didn't work? You know, leave our leave leave us a comment. You know, let us know your thoughts on Kanban in general. Is it working? Is it not for you and your organization? What are your questions? Because we're going to start taking those questions and working through those. I've also put some videos below. Uh, those will help. We're going to reference the videos that Dan talked about uh, on this screen as well. So check those out. And until next time, uh, keep on flowing. I don't know what's what's a good ender, Todd. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, let's go with that. Keep flowing. There you go. Yeah. Let flow it flow. On. And put, <laughs> put that to that uh, theme song, Let It Snow by 
I forget what it is. Right. Probably, probably time to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> All right. Have a great night. Or have a good day. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.